big things have small beginnings. Episode 274. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Tonight's episode It's no fun being an illegal alien. So he said to me, that's not a hot dog, that's a Bratworth, Bratworth. What's a Bratworth? Uh, about 15 bucks. Hey! Oh, wow. Thank you. hey Wait, yeah, let me, keep, let me get that one. <laughs> say that again. About, fi- say- about 15 bucks. Hi-oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to Germany, people. And on the Germany next week. As the greatest web, as the second greatest website. Which is what? Behind HHWLOD.com. And what website is that? It's uh, dramabutton.com. Guess what happens there? (laughs) This this is going to be a long show. It's not the greatest video in the history of the internet. That, of course, is Drama Prairie Dog. Let's, um,. Synchronize our watches. I was expecting Let's make some our noise announcement. there, and it didn't really work um, like that. So this is episode right. 274. Oh, that's right. Episode 275 will be an anniversary. You know, it's a it's a nice, yes. cool number. Yes. It's a, it's a digit of five. Yes. So it's a multiple of 25. Multiple 25. So we are going to do, and Frank will be out of town. I'm going to so be in Germany Frank's eating some bratwurst. Was ist this? So, Bill and I are going to man the helm, uh, the helm, and yes. we are going to uh, do a live call-in show. Yes. So, uh, I'll be Kirk to your Picard then. What? Um, or I'll be more like what? I'll <laughs> be I'll be Wes Crusher to I'm, your. I'm distracted by. LaSalle. I'm trying to get our our guests on the phone. At the same time. Let's yeah. see. The date That'll you happen. guys had talked about was the 23rd, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's right. So before you go out and party Saturday night, call us and get in the mood. In fact, go ahead and uh, get lubricated before you call in. That might make it to a funnier. <laughs> that means have a couple of drinks. Hi, okay? I'm, all, okay. I'm all greased what, up what and I'm I ready saying? to call half I hour wasted. Actually, it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> So once again, no. so okay. Once again, Saturday the twenty third, <laughs> six p.m. Central. It's gonna be a long seven show. Seven o'clock. Um, seven o'clock yeah. Eastern will be our call-in show. Nine seven two seven nine eight thirty eight thirty. Since Frank's not going to be here, we don't have to have a topic. Have to. 
set. It'll just be a whatever yeah. show. Frank's yeah. big on... I love the topics. Frank's big on agenda and topics. That's right. Although what's odd is the uh, the, the four shows that Frank has not been on have been some of our most heavily regimented shows, yeah, they've if been, you will. Did you listen to the Gianluca Glacier <laughs> you know, I listened to the first shows. one yesterday. That's how far behind I am on okay. my podcast. Yes. So I listened to that one yesterday. Very good. Yeah, we've had, some, we've had some good feedback. Yes, Brad those. carried that show, and I was very glad to see it. No, we both did it. We are going tonight to talk about the movie, the wonderful, in my opinion, movie Prometheus. The alien. Okay, it's enough. <laughs> it's it's funny. Depending uh, on your point of view, it's an alien's prequel. It's a it's or it's not. We have two. It's a divided movie too. We have People, two. Uh, have differing opinions. Special on the movie. guests on the phone with us. We have two. Would you like? Uh, we have two. Two. Two special guests with us on the you phone. Want a little music bed? Just pop me up a touch. No, I've got just the music planned. I'm good. No, you. you okay, want, what I is got it? a great music bed though. <laughs> okay, that, that's enough. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. All you yeah, Genesis fans, illegal, get up and dance. Illegal alien, I get it. Yeah. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah, it was uh, wonderful. Johnny M, are you there? By the way, it's a great song. Johnny M. Come on. Oh! Dun, dun, dum. Johnny M, are you there? Wow. Ashley, are why, you there? Why do we even bother? I am. Yay. Hello, Thank you, Ashley. This is my brand new high school graduate, Ashley. How wow. you doing? I'm good. Hey, do you feel different? No. Ashley, what's good the big you. plan? Don't change. This is your last summer freedom. What's up after What's up after the summer? Um, I'm staying home for... A okay. semester or mm-hmm. a year in going to NCTC, and then I'm going to Baylor to study nursing. What is NTTC? It's a community college up here. Okay, in great. And you want to study nursing? Yeah. Okay, great. Well, congratulations. That's a great smart field to get into. There's a, there's Thank an, you. There's not enough nurses. So it's a, apparently, there's a, a glut, so uh, good luck uh, with that career choice. Johnny M. is having I'm pretty some much kidding. To, uh, Can you guys hear me now? Yes. Hey, oh, John. Hey, Johnny, how wow. are you? Oh, my so goodness. you have to plug in the microphone. <laughs> yes. That's, uh, uh, in John's defense, he yeah. recorded uh, a Walking Dead program for us the other night. Oh, cool. Uh, while not actually participating, so his microphone was not plugged in. So he, he just had to do that. How you really? doing, John? I'm doing well, and congratulations to the graduate. Thank you. No kidding. What are you doing with us, nerds? Um, yeah, shouldn't you be out one. partying? With no, us. she's being one. She's being look. With us I tried. Should, no. Shouldn't she be Frank. out like with Frank. teenagers at Sonic? Uh, you know, going to the library and hanging out at the mall, yeah, eating, and floats and eating floats and skating guess what I, and guess what buying I did on my shoes and Listen, towels. Yeah, tell tell guess, her. Guess what I did on my graduation night while all of my other friends were out partying and getting drunk. Um, I'm gonna guess something. Not oh, drunk, oh, oh, not going I've got out, it. You were playing uh, World of Warcraft. No, you Good were answer. sorting your bows. No, <laughs> you were making no. mac and cheese. No, and I don't with like your mac and eye, cheese. With your were eyes closed. Were you crocheting socks? No. Also a good thing. Sorry, I, sorry. <laughs> Tell I, us what I, were you? I saw were something you, shiny. Were you catching up on Master Chef via the DVR? No, I was not. Okay, tell us. I went, I went to go see Prometheus by myself. Oh, great! Wow. For a second time, yes. 
Well, no, the first time was graduation oh, night, okay. and then what's today? Today's Thursday. Oh, that's right. I that's went, right. I went on Tuesday again by myself. Okay. What a what a, what a powerfully lonely and sad story. I'm going to say right Congratulations. now, that you had a much more innocent uh, graduation night than I had. Or of course, our that's my girl. Our graduation night was it was more innocent than we wanted it to be because we had a keg. We were trying to get it down to the river. No kidding. And uh, we got busted by cops. So how did, so? why did you opt for the movie instead of going out with your friends? Because I don't have friends. Oh. oh well, you know what? And I'd rather well. just go to the movie anyway. <laughs> okay. So you said you don't have friends? Well, I mean, I have friends, but yeah. I don't have like... Friend friends? Let's hang out friends. I just want you to know that when I graduate, it's going to be totally awesomer than that. When you graduate, <laughs> are you still working on year 12, John? Johnny, I'm pulling really, for you. Really You're going to be graduating any day now. I'm going to send you some uh, gift certificate to Barnes & Noble when you do. I'm so just can't wait. You're going to make me proud. I got two words for you, Johnny. G-E-D. I think that might be three words. I'm Okay, I admit it. I'm, <laughs> I'm borderline illiterate. All right, Ashley's seen I'm lucky Prometheus to have this job. twice. John, how many times have you seen it? Only once. Ooh. Bill? I'm in the once category. Frank? I'm in the once category. Yesterday, yes. I went back for my fourth helping. Dude! Fourth. Four. Just like that casserole up there, you went up for four. No, I did not. I'm I had one. I, I am impressed. You, I saw you picking. I no loved this movie, so okay. I saw it four times. I um, I understand why you would go see this movie four times. I I found it interesting. Is, is, uh, you took me to go see it um and it was your third time last sunday night and we walked out and we're talking in the parking lot and i said i'm surprised you've seen this movie three times uh it was almost hard to watch and i said what did you mean by that yeah and i don't think i had a real good answer but uh it just there were so many big ideas and it wasn't just a popcorn movie it was an Um, epic movie yeah it kind of was. Um, it was the writer was. I have to look him well, up. Well, Damon uh, Lindelof was half of the team, so he's the, it, he he worked on Lost. It felt he very, knows how to do these epic scripts with um, with big ideas and open ended questions. Well, it which, felt kind of losty, and it it makes you it it causes discussion. This is very smart on his part. It causes you don't answer the questions; you just put out. Big questions for people to, to think about. Yeah, I think that's why there was a lot of frustration on some people's part who don't like this movie. Who's I watched just like, you know, I don't get it. There's no concrete story. Some people need that concrete. I watched an closure. interview with Damon Lindelof, and he said that he, when he received a call from Ridley Scott uh, to help him punch the script or polish it or yeah. rewrite it or whatever, it had already had a, a first draft by the other guy, John Spathes or something okay. like that. Which did you see his his resume? It's no. pr- it's pretty unimpressive. I haven't uh, seen it. But Darkest really. Hour. Do you guys remember that movie? No. Uh, Soviet Union. There were some aliens that were going around zapping. Well, people maybe that's up. why he called Lindelof in. And Lindelof says to Ridley, he says he looks at him. He, he says, says to him, he says, he says, "Are you sure you want me to do this? Because I'm the guy who still to this day is getting grief for the end of Lost." Are you sure you want me to touch this movie? Well, why would they give you grief for the end of Lost? Because at Wait, least... don't say that, because I haven't seen it. Okay, okay well, <laughs> we, won't, we, won't, we won't spoil the I, end of Lost. I won't spoil it. I'll just say that Lost had a resolution. That's so- my next For some Netflix people it adventure. did. For some people it did not. I mean, I thought that it was fairly clear what 
their what what they intended for the end of Lost to represent. But, but, but if you remember, Lost, a lot of questions. Lost was very polarizing for people, right. for audience members. And again, it, it answered questions and it left a lot of questions unanswered. And when you do that, you have to be open to interpretation. And I think we're going to touch on the space Jesus concept Maybe. at some point. It, that was a preliminary <laughs> idea. I, I mean, I've yeah. heard that, but... I, I appreciate the fact that it was very open-ended. Um, it was... A little bit less satisfying than it could be because of that, but I I can't be mad at the filmmakers for it. Um, I I don't necessarily mark off on my list. Uh, I to this day I I haven't given it any consideration on how many reverse flashes I I would give it. Um, it's a really good question. I, I'm just not sure. I mean, it could think, be anywhere between. Well, think about that while I okay. ask while I ask John a question. Yep. John and I are the the big Alien franchise fans here at the at this virtual table. So John. We had heard many times Lindelof and Ridley Scott saying, this is not an alien prequel. This is not an alien prequel. And yet when we saw images and pictures and stuff, we, we saw, well, heck, that looks like the, alien, the ship that we saw in Alien. Well, heck, that looks like the big chair cockpit situation that we saw in Alien. Did you go into this movie thinking this is an alien prequel? Or did you finally, like I did... Were you finally able to let go of any preconceived notion and just go in and not expecting anything? I was probably in between. I wasn't expecting anything directly related to the Alien franchise, but I thought we'd get lots of things that looked like the Alien franchise because, like you said, that's what we'd been shown for right. months, you know? So, but I was not expecting the last scene which to me takes away any question of whether it's an alien prequel or not. Well, I, mean, I think if that scene wasn't there, it's still extremely plainly evident that it's it's an alien prequel, even in the, the loosest sense of the term prequel. Yeah, and that, that's the whole thing. We've been told it takes place about 30 years before Ripley. Yeah. Uh, Ripley and, and uh, Ripley. Uh, before Aliens with Ripley and, and hey. Dallas and all that. Um, he's making dinner. Yeah, he's making himself at home. Does he live here? <laughs> yeah, he's a... Uh, the boy is... Uh, Sage is making himself... So he, he's been one of those milk. that he'll he'll hook himself... He's been hooking himself up for like two and a half years now. No, he's, he's A two and a half year old's crawling up on the counters and getting like yeah. the Ovaltine down stuff. I I went in... You know, for a long time, I, I kept saying to myself, well, like heck, this isn't an Alien prequel. But I thought, you know, if I go in expecting to see certain things... I may be disappointed, so I'm just going to let that go. I'm just going to go and watch the story the way that it is and not expect anything else. I think it was smart, though, on the on the studio's part to feed you these images that were very obviously from the alien world but still deny it was an alien yeah. movie because all that does is pique interest. I mean, that's, that's a really smart thing for them to do to get people to go see that well, movie. A lot of people, after I saw the movie, I talked to people afterwards. There was a big group of people hanging around. Everyone was there to watch it because everyone said it was an alien sequel. That's what everyone told me. Yeah. You know, so Great they were, they were uh, under, right. or yeah, they were under the, the process. They, they were under the assumption that this was an alien movie. Well, it sure looked like it. Yeah. Well, no, it's disingenuous to say it's not. And, and if Ridley Scott and Lindelof and those guys kept insisting, and they did keep insisting that it's not an alien sequel or alien prequel, I guess they were trying to take a very literal tack 
at, at that concept right. because there's no doubt from watching previews. You don't have to see the movie to know right. that, yes, this is an alien prequel. Absolutely. And after leaving the movie theater, you're right. You didn't need the last 30 seconds, the la- that last clip, right. to know that, I mean, it, it's it's a prequel. I mean, right. it doesn't. we know that it doesn't lead directly directly. It's to a, Alien. It's a loose prequel in that it takes place chronologically before Alien well, and in the same universe. It, it sets up it sets up the Alien movies, the Alien franchise, and what else is a prequel? Right. I mean, how else do you want to define a prequel? I, I had, had heard, I mean, someone has to look this up, that the movie actually, with the ending, yeah. tested poorly, so they put that ending in with her taking off. Oh, okay. Say, originally, she was supposed to die on the planet. Everyone was supposed to die really? on the planet. Huh. I, I mean, someone <laughs> has to look that up. Well, because that ending, it almost was, and pardon the nickel term, but the ending was almost cloying. It, it just almost felt like pandering to the audience to give them that little, okay, I'm going to go off. and uh, This is a spoiler podcast, right? Too late. Yes, we are <laughs> spoiling. So, <laughs> yeah, as, everything. as the, the lone survivor who, it took me about halfway through the movie to realize that she was absolutely a Ripley analog. You know, oh, there's yeah. Just, there's no doubt. And I, I don't know if I just wasn't looking for it or they didn't make it clear. Um, but, yeah, it, like I said, it took a while to figure out, oh, yeah, the, the, the lone survivor. Um, you know, because going in, I, I, I was spoiler-free at that point. You know, I'd seen some of the previews, but I didn't know what was going to happen. Um I want to interrupt yeah, because yeah, I want to I want to let John and Ashley know that if you guys don't jump in when you need to say something, Bill and Frank will just run you over. And you guys know that. Oh yeah. So <laughs> just, just jump in if you need yeah. to say something. And we won't mind either, so. I am mesmerized by the level of um analytical I I don't know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm amazed at how people watch movies differently, and the one thing I'm, I'm listening to Frank say about how there's a group of people outside the theater and they're all you know so sure that it was an alien prequel. What do you, what do you think's the percentage of people that are like us that just jump from like ain't it cool to cinema blend to bleed it cool like every day and read and and. You know, I think over all I, this I think it's pretty low. It's 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 not that many because there's so many. You know, people outside of the centric geek culture that we know of. Sometimes they don't even like. There's still people who who are waiting for that Avenger movie to come out. Did that Avenger movie ever come out? I've been seeing commercials for it. See, I disagree. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm there. I I don't think there's. there's I think that many. The, I think the people that go to see a a, a movie, not so much Avengers, but a, a, a genre-specific movie like Prometheus are pretty much the guys that are like us who do what John said, jump from website to website, or they were big fans, or they're movie nuts who are fans of Ridley Scott in general, or they can tell from the marketing, which, by the way, is another huge problem I had with this movie, uh, but they can tell from the images, like Bill said, oh, that looks like Alien. Oh, yeah, I recognize that cockpit from this movie I saw 30 years ago. I really liked that second one wasn't bad so i'm gonna go see this i think most people are like that i i don't not with the not with the group of people that i experienced at the movie theaters i um maybe i'm uh an oddling uh for a, a geek culture type but uh i for the most part try to avoid spoilers i mean i i actively do not look for secrets revealed before i hit the theaters i, I don't want... even necessarily mean spoilers i don't think just yeah, like right. following the production oh, okay and, you know the 
you know, as soon as the Avengers are cast, right, we're all over it. We know everybody yeah. we know who's going to play Agent, um, Maria Hill. We know who's going to play, you know, all the new players that were coming in. We were right on top of it, right? And, oh, this might be the storyline. And, 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 you know, there'll be a toy line coming out that's spoiled that there might be scrolls. I mean, we're, like, all over that stuff. So I think it changes, like, how we view a movie when it comes out from the regular movie-going population. And I'm in Frank's camp. There's, like, so many people that just go to see movies every weekend that barely know what they're going to see. I mean, the worst, terrible movie that you can think of makes, what, like, eight mil? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people just blindly going to the movies. (laughs) It's Friday night. We got to do something. That's uh, you know, we, they, they walked to the theater. They look up there. Well, everyone's seen that movie. Let's must be good. Let's go see it. That's my prediction for Rock of Ages. By the way, I'm, a, I'm I work, excited. My, my about prediction is that maybe that may be the worst movie ever produced. You need to I'm shut just, up. Just throwing it out there. When I worked at uh, Cinemark, I noticed the same people. Okay, you know the regulars. Come, yeah, would come like like whatever. Like if it was a Tuesday night, there was always that one old man. Okay. That tried to pay for a $5 ticket with a $100 bill, right? Remember okay. that story? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there was always the same people that would come oh, on the same rib. nights. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you're right. There's a lot of people who, who will go, and even to the dollar movies. I took my my daughter to see, um, yeah. I took Allison to see the Three Stooges the other night, and the other during the day, and there was a, a an older couple that was there and they were like well that one won't start yet well what about this movie here mm-hmm. no that one doesn't start have we seen wow. this one so they were just going to so the they're movie literally just, just killing time right they're they're not they're not there with an agenda mm-hmm. that does surprise me because we used to go to the theater you know as kids a lot more often than i do now you know back when you're kidless uh, at least um but i don't think we ever went to the theater and just went i don't know what's showing now you know uh, the professor and I did once. That's uh, that's how we saw uh, the the, um, the professional with uh, Jean Reno and was that Natalie, Natalie Portman? Portman? Yeah, yep. um, yeah. That's the only time in my life I can remember going to the theater without any idea what we we're actually going to see when we got there. Uh, I know in the past I've gone to a theater or driven by a theater and go, oh, I wonder what's showing. Go in and go, oh, I've been meaning to see that. I won't <laughs> go see a movie blindly, but you know, if I if it's like something that, oh yeah, I've been meaning to see that. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go in. I'm trying to get Ashley back on the line. She disappeared for a second. Son of a gun. Hey, John, so tell us about, uh, we should do this at the end too, but Legion of Dudes is having a celebration? Yeah, actually, the uh, the day, Johnny Johnny's here, but the day this is uh, published uh-huh. will be the day after the Legion of Dudes celebration that you're talking about. So we'd like to congratulate you. How did that go calling? last night, by the way, John? It went very well. Did you appreciate uh, my contribution to your show? I did. You, thank you guys so much for You're all welcome. No, I'm not talking about Brad and Frank. I'm talking about me. <laughs> I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. My uh, my top five uh, and bottom five uh, uh, best issue two hundreds. So I know that that was a killer. I think so. I look forward to skipping that on my iPod. Okay, no, that's, that's <laughs> what, what we're talking uh, about. Is what your two hundred digital media is for? Yeah, two hundred. It's amazing. Really Pretty awesome. That is crazy because you're only 75 behind us. How, how'd that work out? Yeah, that's really crazy. All the I find all of the cliches are coming true. Like when you get old, like well, the time really does fly by. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, are you back now? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hey, no, welcome no back. 
Hey, um, Ashley has I when she became quote unquote old enough in my eyes to watch um Alien and Aliens, I made her watch them one day. You know, for a long time she was like, ah, you know, she knew what they were and heard me talk about them. She was, but you maybe sat, a little... you sat your four year old daughter on your lap. And... Yeah, actually, when Sorry. Ashley was four or five, I um, you took the pacifier out of her mouth and said, "Here, kid, <laughs> honey, here's when she the was four or five. I made her watch uh, Austin Powers, but I fast forward past a lot of the, in, um, uh, the inappropriate Asian, the, the Asian twins. <laughs> that was a different movie. Um, so anyway. Ashley has seen gold. yes. Ashley had seen Alien and Aliens. What only last year, right? Ashley. Uh, I think so. Because yeah. I made because I I would only I would only watch it when it was light outside. <laughs> right, and and like you, Ashley, the first time I ever watched uh, Alien was probably when I was about sixteen or seventeen, and yeah. I, I made sure it was during the day. I think I watch. Yeah, I definitely watched it on VHS. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the day I've I told the story before, so Johnny M, go ahead and uh, fast forward ahead about five minutes. Kidding. But uh, <laughs> first time I saw it. Well, this is going to take a long time, so you may want to get some snacks. I'm waiting for you guys to get your goldfish. There you go. Um, <laughs> so uh, that was the first radar movie I ever saw. Dad took me to go see it in 1979 at a drive-in theater in Norman, Oklahoma. Beautiful wow. Norman, Oklahoma. And we were on the front row, so you're kind of looking up at the screen. Yeah. It was a beautiful, clear, black, starry night. Wow. And my main memory of that movie, besides poor Tom Skerritt getting killed off so mm-hmm. soon, was the fact that every time they showed a space exterior, it truly looked like right. the entire sky <laughs> was yeah, the movie awesome. screen. And it was such a freaking cool effect. <laughs> that's very cool. It was amazing. And, I'd, you know, I, I was... I was 11 at the time, and you know I'm 33 years older than that now, and it still resonates with me. At age 11, did you g- get kind of what the storyline was, or oh, was yeah. it just kind of cool monsters? Oh, yeah. No, I'd, I'd been watching Star Trek, Star Wars, that kind of stuff you know, um, up to that point, so I was, I was hip to sci-fi. And, and you know, Alien is a very straightforward movie. It's a great movie. It's a, hor- it's a horror movie. Yeah, it's a That's very. It is. Yeah, it's, it's a, a very space movie. It's a, it's space, a space horror movie. Space horror movie. Um, in it's fact, your horror in my space. So movie. Uh, have uh, I have not? I've been meaning to, but it's hard to find time to watch Alien I've when I've got kids around. But have any of you guys gone back and watched Alien since you've seen Prometheus? Because when no. I, okay, when I, when I uh, I watched the the part when the crew goes to the planet. Okay, yeah. Walks through the cockpit area, yeah. and then Kane gets the okay. The alien. I watched all of that before I went to see Prometheus. Oh, that okay, night. Um, because uh, I I also still remember vividly back in 1999 going and seeing uh, Star Wars Episode One, and then um, I meant to the, start the Prometheus soundtrack. I'm going to do that right now. The uh, the next morning, I'm staying um, I'm staying with a buddy of mine overnight. And the next morning, we get up and we put in and we watch the first uh, I don't know 25 minutes or so of Star Wars. And it was amazing how much different Star Wars felt. It felt like a different movie because you had all this, all this subtext, you know, to add onto right. the mythos. And I don't think you're going to get that necessarily with Alien because, again, Alien was a very straightforward movie. There, there wasn't a lot of. Uh, well, you know, do you think that they that I don't think they were thinking franchise at the time when they made Alien? No, no. Ridley Scott was just making a, a great movie. Um, but uh, I, I just I wonder if there's a lot of you know oh my gosh that's what that means you know well it, you have to also remember that 
what you see in Alien yeah. is not the same ship or planet that oh, absolutely. we see in Prometheus. Yeah. Now, that's that's the one thing. I um, I uh, had a, a conversation with uh, a lovely lady, Camille, um, at, uh, at at your place of uh, worship, Frank, uh, last week. Yes, yes. Uh, Hello, her. Camille. Um, not that she's listening. Right. But uh, um, she almost just did not like the movie. Really? I mean, she had some major issues with the movie. She just, she thought the movie was very eye-rolly. I'm paraphrasing. Okay. But she just didn't buy a whole lot of it. And part of it, but she was convinced, absolutely convinced, almost convinced me that, no, that was, that the space jockey they found was the space jockey from Alien. It's like, no, 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 no. That's one thing it's we're all pretty not. sure of. You know, we, you know, when... When the creators say this is not a prequel, you can kind of blow that off. But you know, when they say this is not the same planet, we can take them at their word there. Well, and it clearly wasn't. It it gives you that information in the movie, right? However, you're really only gonna know that if you're an Alien franchise fan. Well, and she she says she is. Okay, she says well, she loves she, the original movies. No LD four two six. LD four twenty six. You know, is mm-hmm. they they say that yeah. several times in Aliens. Yes. I don't know that they ever actually say it in the first movie, right? But you know, unless you're unless you're a alien friend, alien franchise fan, you're really not gonna know that right away. Yeah. Those people that you're talking about that go see movies mm-hmm. and whatever, they're not gonna know. They're that. not gonna know. I want to go to John. I want John. Give me your your overall impressions of the movie. Um, you know, maybe your rating, what you liked, what you didn't like. Let's just start with you. Alrighty. Um, I really walked out of it. I, my first impression was, damn it, I love the movies. It, it just felt like huge. It felt um, like on a giant scope. I actually saw the 3D, which I am not a fan of. Yeah. I've only seen a couple of other movies in 3D, but the time worked, so I went to see this one in 3D, and I thought it was awesome. It's um, the best 3D I've ever seen. I forgot I was even watching a 3D movie. And that's what 3D should be. Yeah. It should add but not know why. You should, again, like Ashley said, I forgot I'm watching 3D. No, I agree. I, um, I'm kind sorry of like, to interrupt, John. but Kind of like Tron. Yeah, it just puts you in a 3D environment. Right. But it never did the 3D, you know, eyeball, fly, you know, right. arrow flying past you, make right. you duck kind of stuff. And I would like to see a little bit of that. I mean, I don't, I don't want them to just... You know, just just go bald faced with it, and, and you know, really just try to make the audience jump. But you know, it would be nice to have effects that that truly utilize that three D space. Well, the, the space that extends towards the audience. They they in, in my opinion, they did when they fired up the holographic projection of the universe and the. Okay. Go ahead, keep continue, yeah. John. Please. I thought that um, I thought it was paced really well. I thought it moved. Um, I know a lot of people's criticism is that it seems to be like pieces of the puzzle missing, but I think if like all of the pieces of the puzzle were explained, then it would, you know, you'd get a lot of people saying it dragged on and it was boring. Well, um, so I thought it moved really well. You know, those people that complain about the beginning being so slow, have they not seen Alien? You don't see the alien creature right. until about 45 minutes into the movie. Yeah, but with... with- Alien, the original, there is the mystery of what is going on. There is There's a the, mystery uh, here, too. Yeah, but that one is, it's paced differently. Okay. Go ahead, John. I get, um, see, again, like, I never watch a movie 
and this is just me. I'm not saying that anybody's wrong in the way that they watch movies or enjoy things, but I never go, man, that was really predictable. I knew that was going to happen. I just don't watch a movie that way. Like, I just kind of take it in and buy it and... You know, maybe I, I think more about it after the fact. I, I don't know what it is, but I can't even argue with some of the criticisms. Like people say things, well, what about why did so and so do X? And I, you know, I can't even explain it, but it didn't bother me when I was seeing it. If that makes any no, it, it sense does at all. does make complete sense. I mean, there, I I watched a video where some jokers on the internet made a video about this guy doing nothing but asking questions for five solid minutes. Oh, I think I, that, those from Red Media? Yeah. The Red Media guys? And That's you know what? Funny. All of his questions were extremely 100% valid. Yeah. But, like John, they didn't bother me. You know? I don't need to know those answers. Um, so, again, I'm okay with some criticisms, but some criticisms I really I don't buy. Like, this is not the first movie especially of the horror you know, genre, where people act stupidly. Like you, can, <laughs> you can look at any movie and say, why would they do this? Why didn't they do that? Now, now, you, you okay, know, what are you referring to specifically? Because I, I have the opposite reaction. I'm sitting there watching this movie, and one of the things I, I liked most about it was that, for the most part, a lot of the actions that the characters in the movie had were the opposite of the stupid you know teenager in a slasher movie trope. I mean, the... The, the boyfriend comes back from the expedition. He's got the eyeball worms, and he's clearly being affected. And who is he? And he says... He's the jock. Right. But he says, he says kill me. Frank, Frank uh, equated all the characters with the horror movie um, from archetypes. Yeah. Um, we had the virgin. Which, we had the jock. Which makes some sense. Fools. Yeah. But, um, but the jock comes back, the boyfriend, and he's infected, and he knows it, and he basically says, kill me. And... You would expect in a normal horror movie for him to come on board or him to deny that he's sick, right. to get on board exactly. for, for, you know, the S to hit the fan. And no, he says, kill me. And Charlize Theron, instead of saying, no, 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 we can fix it. You just, you know, the, the next generation, you just need to rest. Right. You know, no, she burns him up with a, <laughs> I mean, she burns him alive right. with a flamethrower. And well, it's like, that's awesome. Well, I, you remember the name of the movie is Prometheus, the gift of fire. You know, she was using that gift, that well, weapon for but it, what... Well, yeah, but it had to have been... It, it, you couldn't have just, like, shot him. Because you're talking about, you know, puncturing the suit. I mean, the, the, the fire is cleansing. You know, in, in the, the Prometheus legend, fire is not cleansing. Fire is, the, is not the root of evil, but it's gift. what gets them in so much ding-dong trouble. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was for you. Thank you. Um <laughs> But in this movie, fire, fire cleanses and fire saves. You know they used a couple of times, um, but uh, also with the uh, the the poor girl who um, uh, the 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 Ripley character, Shaw. Shaw. thank you, Shaw, who has the alien baby in her tummy. Um, instead of yeah, and of course you know again, how can you say it's not a stinking alien prequel when right. the company wants to put her on ice and save her till they get home. Right. You know, it's like we've seen this we've seen this in every movie or just three of the four alien movies. Did we see that in Alien 3 cuz we definitely had it in yeah. 1, 2 and 4. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the idea of the company trying to get that bio weapon, the yeah. xenomorph back to Earth so they can exploit it, uh, which by the way, 
didn't work out so well for the people that made humans. Right, so, exactly. you know, again, thank you. You know, the, the typical thing would have been for at the end of the movie, oh, the ship's going to Earth now and the xenomorphs are on their way. And, of course, I guess we know that didn't happen because, you know, 30 years later, you know, xenomorphs are not on Earth yet. Of course, I guess xenomorphs were on Earth. Did <laughs> did the, the stupid Alien versus Predator movies, they do were, not were they count. in canon at they, all? They don't count. Okay. They don't count. Were they, they were just popcorn? Has there been an official... Right denial of of yes. these movies being yes. canon okay yes I've, Good. Saw, I've seen an official timeline and, and in it it okay. is stated that those are an alternate universe that makes me very happy by the uh, way I, I know john's <laughs> still talking but but uh based on that a friend of mine went to go see it and she went to go get popcorn and she was talking to the clerk behind it and <laughs> the guy's just making talk chat with her and goes hey so what are you seeing alien he goes oh yeah i love that or prometheus i love that it was great and she goes did you ever see the original he goes no but i saw uh alien versus predator 2 yeah and he said that was his favorite movie wow and they were talking like about a 16 17 year old kid i guess yeah wow. i don't know so but, i'm gonna guess he's a big fan of paul ws anderson's work <laughs> too <laughs> but but i mean i hope he's not listening i, I, I thought that, that was kind of interesting that just unencumbered john we'll talk more about specifics but go ahead and finish any thoughts you might have lingering um, I thought the acting was pretty good. I, I didn't have a problem with anybody. I don't know that anybody was spectacular. Uh, I did like Numi. Do you say it Rapace or do you say it? Numi Rapace. 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 Uh, I'm trying to word this so I don't sound creepy because I don't mean to be creepy. <laughs> I didn't realize she was such a physical presence. No, that's... Okay. Yeah, like no, that's well, wait. strong. Yeah, no, she's not. That's not creepy. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So, so you just mean she? She was able to take care of herself. She was. Uh, yeah, well, I I had seen her in the Swedish versions of the Dragon Tattoo right. movies, and she seemed a little bit more frail. So I'm thinking they beefed her up a little bit, unless she had a role in between that I hadn't seen. Or this is the first like time I'd ever seen her. She is excellent in yeah. the. Dragon tattoo. Oh, yeah. I really yeah, those, liked uh, her in this movie. Those those dragon tattoo uh, movies are available on Netflix, by the way. From what I understand, she only learned how to speak English three years ago, complete like fluently. <clears throat> that's strange yeah. for someone that's not American, because everybody learn to speak English. What are your thoughts, having been newly introduced to this uh, alien story? Okay, that's such a vague question. You're gonna have to be more specific. Well, uh, okay. I was saying earlier, I tried twice for a boy and I had two girls, but Ashley is the closest thing to a boy that I could probably ever have because <laughs> she really digs she really digs um a lot of the stuff that I dig, you know, genre geeky stuff. And typically stereotypically that's a guy thing, you know, being a geek. There are geek girls. Well, that's um, why I go see all this stuff by myself. Yeah. <clears throat> so, did you did you enjoy the movie? Did you expect something you know, a uh, Frank and, and Bill and, and John and I have had 30 years to digest this whole concept of the aliens and the space jockeys and all this stuff. And here you are, brand new to the to the story. What were your overall impressions of, you know, this movie and, and the alien story in general? Um. Well, being that I have only seen Alien and Aliens, like, within a year ago, um, I mean, I don't think about it all the time, but whenever I do think about the movies... And then this one, I did a lot of, not a lot of, but I did, like, look up the Prometheus and 
whether or not it was supposed to be a prequel because I think you and I had talked when the previews first started coming out about how it was kind of being marketed as one with all the same concepts and being in the same universe. But then I read something on Internet Movie Database about how like it started out not trying to be a prequel. Um, like that was the idea and then they were like, no, 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 this isn't a prequel. And so I went in not expecting a prequel and then there were but there were a lot of like the same elements and the xenomorph at the end and um like the alien not the alien the well the the alien baby that she um yeah had surgically removed when it like when it grew bigger in like the two hours that was that had passed um and it started to mess with the engineer. That looked like a face hugger to me. So towards the end, I was like, okay, this is more of a prequel than they were saying it was going to be. Just to, as an aside, that face hugger thing that impregnated the the engineer was based on an early uh, design by H.R. Giger for the face hugger back in 1977. Oh, it's not cool. the exact same, but it's very similar looking. Yeah. So. It was inspired by. Yes. Did you, uh, you obviously liked it because you went to see it a second time. Yeah, I'm actually talking with someone else right now about going to see it again. Awesome. Wow. A friend. Hey, <laughs> you yeah. do have Hey, them. you have a friend. You do have them. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ash- no, I, I liked it. It was good. Ashley is the one that made me go see Lockout. Is it Lockout? Um,. It was either Lockout or Lockdown. I think Lock- it was Out. It was the prison in space movie that had oh, was Maggie it? Grace from Lost and, and coincidentally enough, Guy, Guy Pierce. Pierce. Okay. Yes, she said, "Daddy, you have to go see that movie with me." And I'm, you know, I like a B science fiction movie just as much yeah. as the next geek. And but you know, the fact that Ashley wanted to see it, you know, really to me, it it, it lends credence to her. You know, like she can have, she's got her own brain. You yeah. know, she's not doing this just because daddy <laughs> oh, likes I it, you know, know what I mean? I yeah, I didn't know what you were getting at. Like. No, like, I mean, this girl well, listens to music that I wouldn't ever listen to, you know? So this, she has her own mind as far as what she enjoys, but... That looked like a fun popcorn movie, by the way. I, I would it, go see that. It looked a lot better than it was. Oh, yes. Okay, all right, fair enough. Netflix. I mean, it, it, I wasn't upset that we went to go see it, but it's not like, mm, let's go see this again okay, and yeah. again and again. So like, would you, would you dollar... It, it had two directors... Would you dollar okay. theater it? Was one of them uh, Alan Smythe? No. Because that's usually a bad sign when Alan Smythe is directing your movies. You don't want him anywhere near it. So uh, you, you would go see it again, Ashley? Prometheus? Yeah. Yeah. Although okay. Alan Smythe did direct maybe the greatest movie ever made. That'd be, of course, the long version of Dune. I want to hear that out there. <laughs> I want to hear Frank's, Frank's thoughts because Frank seems to be, lately anyway... He's the, a curmudgeon. He's the curmudgeon. The he's curmudgeon. the meh. Yeah. He's the meh of the group. I, um, you know, I hey, I like s- for my movies to surprise me, and I like to, you know, look for things that that uh, I wasn't expecting from a movie. Now, the, I don't think this movie was bad at all. It was a good movie. Uh, I I thought it was though it was extremely okay. I have to say that some of the motivation of the characters bothered me just a little bit motivations as in and we'll get into details later but why characters just did certain things um 
for instance, the biologist and the geologist were just. Yes. <laughs> it, it just seems that, that you know, if, if you're going to have this crew, why do you have these two guys who are just inept and, and you're spending a trillion dollars on it? And that's part, um, of, part of the issue is that. Yeah. And, and Guy Pierce's character, uh, the makeup on him was just it was just laughably bad. Well, it's the one thing that Camille and I and, were talking about. It's like, man, when you saw Guy Pierce, I thought that there was some kind of there's some kind of twist because I had a hard time believing that you would get a, a young actor and put old makeup on him that was so clearly old makeup. It's just like, why didn't you get an older actor to play that yeah. role? I, well, I thought I, that there was going to be some kind of reveal where, no, he's really not too. old. And I, I was surprised when that never happened. It's like, you played that one straight. Ridley? Why? Yeah, yeah I, I, exactly. I, I kind of had that issue with yeah. it. Um, you know, let me say uh, one thing about, <laughs> yeah. about the makeup. Uh, you know when Johnny Knoxville in his show Jackass, when he would dress up as the old man, okay. the old, that makeup looked better than the guy. <laughs> yeah, Pierce it did. Makeup. Didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> totally. So yeah, you know, so so you see these movies and you expect just just you want to get lost in it, and there's all this beautiful alien you know architecture and stuff, and it's like, oh wow, this is great. But then it's you have this other stuff that's just like it's not balancing out. Why can't? Why can't it just be? Why can't it be like Raiders of the Lost Ark? See, good, I think you know a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. stuff, a lot of that stuff is the stuff that didn't bother me. Yeah, and you know, I and uh, Charlize Theron's character yeah. did not need to be in that movie. You can make that movie, take her out, give some of the duties to the captain. The movie yeah. would have been the same. She played no role of importance. In fact, was at that all. was that you or Camille that was saying? She, you know, if she had been the captain of the ship, it might have Me. made more sense. Was that that was you? Yeah, you get credit for that. She, she was. You no, know, I think one hundred percent pointless. I think that's. I would say that's a fair assessment of, of her character. Well, now, the, mean, the the big the big reveal with her character, the big yeah. twist, right, was that she was Wayland's daughter. Yeah, and that gives that now, gives there's some. John? Th- yeah, all of a sudden there's some motivation for her to be on that ship. Um, there's some kind of. There's some kind of daughter-father tension. Um, she's not doing this because she loves yeah. her dad and has got to follow him. Yeah. John, um, John and I had a lengthy. John and I had a lengthy text message discussion okay. about was she a robot or not. Yeah, I, I I've and, heard uh, those discussions too. John swears she's a robot, and I am in the non-robot camp. And I am in the I don't care because <laughs> she didn't because she was boring. Uh, that being said, I've actually enjoyed the post part of the movie where there's all these crazy theories about it and stuff, which I'm sure we'll get into just about what was the meaning of this and all that. That part, I'm kind of digging. That's fun. Uh, so overall, I have to give the movie like two and three quarter stars. Okay. Because wow. it's uh, parts of it are good. Parts of it were just like whatever. Balance it together. Boom. John, what? how many reverse flashes would you give it? I've toned it down. I, I walked out of there and I was like, that was awesome. That was a great movie experience. And I'm going to backtrack. But um, it, it was the best movie experience I've had in a while. I didn't see it in IMAX, but I saw it at a stadium theater, like I said, with the 3D and everything. And I really think that we need more good experiences like that because people are not going to go to the movies. Like, my TV at home is sweet. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. 
I can drink and eat whatever I want, and my daughters will bring it to me if I ask them. Jeez. <laughs> so, so you're winning. So, so far, you're winning. And I'm really down to, like, just going to the super geeky movies that I'm hyped for, and the rest of them I catch on Blu-ray or whatever. So I think, you know, a good experience is, is important, but that was a total rant. But uh, I give it, like, 4.25. I mean, I, I you really, really liked it. it. And, again, I hear, like, I hear all of the criticisms, and some of them are totally right. But, like, I would never in a million years think during a movie you can make this movie without that character being there. My brain just does not work like that in a movie. You know, I, I don't know why. You know, I feel dumb I'm when the, other no. people tell me what was wrong with it, and I'm like, that was freaking great. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, don't feel dumb. It's just how, how you look at the movie and stuff. And if you're not engaged with the movie, you start to find flaws. That, that's the thing. If you're engaged with it, you love it, and, and everything is perfect. You know, I, I didn't get engaged with it at times, and then I start to look for, like, excuses. Like, how come I'm not digging this? Boom, boom, boom. Well, for me, I think the fact that I really enjoyed the roller coaster ride of that movie for me doesn't really detract from the fact that yeah there were some not plot holes necessarily but yeah just and i think that's the thing that that bothers me less than it might in another movie is that a lot of these plot points were significant but didn't really affect the way i thought about the movie like you know the the uh the biologist geologist who apparently were were you know the dumbest biologist and geologist you know that they could find a you know we were talking um, again, you, myself, uh, Camille, and it's like, did they, you know, they're going to send these people off on a two year, you know, on a, on a two year, one way, a four year round trip. And they're not going to apparently do any psychological profiling at all. They're just going to, they're going to take these people who are clearly unstable and just, okay, you guys are good. Go ahead. You know, we've seen how well that works before. I mean, they're little things like, okay. Uh, what I didn't understand was, and I've never really got this particular science fiction trope, and I think I'm overusing that word. I got to find another, uh, uh, got to find another noun. But uh, um, they're outbound for two years. They're asleep for two years. Um, the theoretical reason for this is because you've got to save oxygen, you've got to save water, you've got to save food, you know that kind of thing. You know, it, it's a you're saving resources. And maybe you're just, they're not aging, you know, two years, they don't have to. Um, so they'll be 40 instead of 42 or whatever. You know, maybe that's a side uh, side benefit. But the one character that's awake the entire two years, the android, um, he is eating. He is drinking. As far as we can tell, he's, he's not an android so much as he's a synthetic human. I mean, as far as we know, he is breathing oxygen. We don't know that, but they he said, is consuming. He, they said in the movie he doesn't breathe. Okay, and if you um, know, I, I, the fourth time I watched it, okay, I was able to remember that, and I watched him the whole movie. Not once do you see him breathing. How cool! Yeah, I I watched that too. What a cool little uh, uh, bit of uh, uh, detail Trivia or detail. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very nice piece of yeah yeah. That's like he blinks. That's weird. Good detail consciousness, uh, Mister Scott. But um, so. Uh, and, and he might not have been eating corn in the cob or yogurt or hamburgers or something, but he was eating something. Maybe it was some kind of nanobot goo. You know, well, we, we don't know. But, okay, wait. Yeah, let, but he stop, is consuming resources. Yeah, I mean, I mean let's, let's stop there because I, I want to get a theory on this. I mean, everyone jump in. Right. Why, why do you think 
he was playing basketball? Why do you think he was eating? Why do you think he was doing those things that a normal human would do on a two-year well, trip? He was bored, and that can lead to insanity. And so you're looking at a possible HAL 9000 situation to begin with, and why you, you put someone who is theoretically pretty freaking sentient um, on a, you know two years alone, nobody to talk to, no rest because you theoretically don't sleep unless you have to recharge or something. Robots have to be there's maintenance involved okay right. and the maintenance involved with david was that goop he was eating and drinking yeah it could have been injected it yeah. could have been inserted somehow yeah. but he's endeavoring to be human so he's taking his maintenance his nutrients yeah. his lubrication whatever yes. in a human fashion it was he's in, engaging in human games yeah. right? playing Clearly. basketball and, and all of this is what's that i'm sorry bill no he clearly wants to be human. Sure. I mean, that's the whole Peter O'Toole, Lawrence of Arabia, exactly. dying his hair. Right. He's dying his hair. The trick, yeah. William Potter, is not minding that it hurts. Oh, and my. It's the fact that, um, who's the boy for David? It's David, right? You're breaking yeah. up, Johnny. You're, yeah, you're major breaking up, You're John. getting all digitally. I'm sorry. It's, it's cute. I'm going to call you right back. Hello, okay, brother? Internet. Uh, I'm going to call you right back. But the, the sheer fact that, that this robot clearly has emotional needs of some sort, whether it's boredom, whether it's companionship. And so you're going to let this guy uh, walk around the ship for two years in a situation where he could break, he could exceed his programming and go nuts, he could sabotage the ship, he could, you know, a meteor could hit, you know, any number of things could happen. And it's okay because HAL 9000, you know, you know, David 9000 here has got it. Um, and, and, It I'm just, not sure what he just what asked he just, for there, Sage did. did. Could somebody get me one of those what? Glass things? He, What's he saying? I think he wants, he wants to wants cut to, somebody. Uh, you're going to have to come over here and point it out, buddy, because we have no idea what you're saying. Yeah. What do you want? John, are you back? I hope so. Okay, it's good. the sage Welcome interlude. Back. You just came in time for the sage interlude. Oh, he wants a candy. Oh, why couldn't okay. you have gotten up and gotten it yourself? Huh? He usually huh? does. Hey, he, All right. he took the last one. Oh man, there was a whole. Those were um, the awesome uh, uh, lifesavers. The the ones the the wintergreen ones. Mm, oh, Johnny. By the way, uh, we need to um, recognize. I don't know if we did this in the show or not. Today is Bill and the professor's 15th year anniversary, 15 year wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Yes, our our wedding had a birthday today. (laughs) And yet he's here doing the show and his wife is out. uh, She's doing her theater thing. Doing her theater thing. Long live the theater. Awesome. You guys are really married because it's just like, hey, we're married. Yeah, okay. See you tomorrow sometime, probably. Well, congratulations to 15 years. Thank you. It's. uh, it's actually been a, it's been a really, been a really nice years too. Cheers. Been a really nice fifteen years. So okay. I saw it four times. I loved it. Did I have problems with it? Yeah, there's a couple of moments when I was like, Really? And yeah. Ashley and I <laughs> talked about one. Uh one of the ones Ashley pointed out to me when she saw it is there's no way Shaw's gonna be running up and down the ship after an abdominal surgery. Like, <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, she's yeah, she's been cut basically from her belly button to her spine. Right. And she's yeah, she's basically doing parkour. Right. Right, yes. Exactly. Yes. So, Ashley, what was the other thing, Ashley, that you pointed out? 
Um, when Vickers had just gotten out of the escape pod and Shaw was running around the planet and um, alien ship was rolling after them and <laughs> right. they're both running straight when they can just take a step left or right and they're fine. Thank they're, you. They pulled yeah. a... A Flintstones thing where, where, you know, the boulders under after eminence and they're just right. Ah! Right. Ashley, so. thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought, I thought of that, too. I, I think that's been a major thing I've heard a lot of people yeah. say. Well, but uh, but uh, Shaw, she did take those yeah. critical couple of steps to the side. And well, yes, Charlene Theron, the idiot that she is, right. just kept running. No, she did. It, Shaw did stop, drop and roll. It at was, one point. You know what? It was like. Charlize Theron, it was like the guy in front of the steamroller in, in Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> no! Yes, he yes, just exactly. he just shout no and wait for it to happen yes. instead of getting out of the way. Now, Brad, you saw it four times. You said, do you remember, was she bleeding? Was she out of breath? Was she, Every once uh, in a while, she would stop and grimace and uh, like she had yeah. just hurt herself. Okay. She wasn't... Wasn't she injecting like painkillers She too? did. She yeah. was constantly injecting... You know, painkillers into herself and stuff. Right. So maybe that masks some of the pain. But, but she's still not going to be running around the ship. No, I agree. With staples in oh, her. Oh no, 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 no! Totally. I'm not talking about Shaw. I'm talking about Charlize Theron. Yeah. Um, did, did was she ever out of breath? Because there's a whole thing. You guys were talking about whether she's a robot hmm. or not. Was she bleeding uh, when she crashed? Oh, I was see she, what you're saying. Yeah. Um, no, I, didn't, I mean, I didn't. I don't think she ever got hurt. Hurt. Okay. You know, um, and it took me four times to figure out what Yannick said to Vickers when Yannick made the decision. Okay, we're going to go ram the engineer ship. Right. Uh-huh. He turns to her and says, "No," she says, "I'm telling you to take us home." Then he says something, and his his accent went in and out. You know, he's British, yeah. right, John? Yeah, yeah. So he had a nice Southern drawl for most of the movie. I thought. Yeah. Every once in a while, it would kind of leave and. So at that point, he turns to her and says, I'm going to eject the lifeboat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There will be two years worth of life on it if you want that. Right. Or you can stay with us. You've got 40 seconds to get to an eject pod. Yes. So it took me a while to figure that out. He ejected her lifeboat, her home, for (laughs) lack of a better word, before she ever left the ship in in a escape pod yeah so now if she had been a robot she wouldn't have needed the automatic surgery device and that was one of the things that really bothered me that the surgery was for element to blow your mind that was for Wayland. it was for Wayland. it was only oh, okay for males because right. there's a female on the ship oh, okay yeah. all right well if it's no. calibrated but was Wayland on the See, lifeboat that's, that's john that's john saying that vickers was a robot because he's not buying into the fact that that wait a minute that uh, which one's vickers uh, Charlize Sh- Theron. Charlie. Oh, okay, okay. Meredith Vickers. My my actual stance is that it's supposed to be a question mark. See, which which can, they did a good job of. Well, I that's think. interesting. Defended either way because I, I've never it, it never occurred to me. I've never seen. I, I you know never. I mean, it's been the, like it's, a week. The but, evidence is all over that she's human. I because I it I would n- give as many instances that there's evidence that no. she's wrong. And I'll so. tell you why. Because at the beginning, when holographic Wayland says there's a man amongst you his name's david he's the closest thing i have to a son it cuts to vickers and she has this look of you son of, of mental a gun. yes mental anguish and, yeah. and hurt right that, but the the droid male is his son no and droids don't have feelings daughter. they don't they don't experience emotion 
No, they are, though. You don't think David is experiencing emotion when what's-his-name is calling him names and being mean to him? And that basically is how he decides that I'm going to put the drop of goo in your no, water? No, I don't think so at all. He was programmed by Whalen to do that. Now, we did see... Now, Vickers did sleep with the captain. Because Remember we, that? They because we sex. know Whalen was talking to, to David via the dream machine. Okay, Frank, go ahead. Oh, well, she did have sex with him. She was in the, she was in the dream machine, too. She was sleeping. Um, you know, she was rude. Uh, I, I would lean towards towards human and calling father how weren't you guys under the impression that wayland was like a 115 120 year old man like yes. being kept alive by science yeah, yeah of course then how was that his daughter she's like 30 well, well now now remember dude, Johnny tony guy, randall had a kid yeah. when he was almost 80 okay maybe she's and taken, that's tony randall and that was 10 years ago maybe she's taken several Hyperspace trips. Tony Randall is an android. Maybe she's taken several <laughs> hyperspace Astro. trips where she where she gains two years of her life basically every time she goes somewhere. Now, now when Vickers jumped to the lifeboat and she was changing into her suit, they kind of changed right before she got kind of naked. Were you guys upset by that? Because I was a little bummed out that they cut. No, right when they- no, because <laughs> no. And you're having this conversation with my daughter on yes, the phone. Yes, I am. Um, um, by the way, um, okay, so Hang on, I'm, not, I'm not done talking. Are you okay. going to change subjects? I'm going to make this real fast. Okay. Uh, January 4th, 2011, Dateline, Karkota, uh, India. Ramjit Raghav, a 94-year-old Indian man, uh, has managed to create a baby boy, their boy setting the new world record for the oldest father alive. <laughs> okay, so 94-year-olds are, are having babies now, so absolutely he could have. Done. I'm saying that it was pretty clear that to okay. me, anyway, that they were trying to show that he was like super, super old. I love you, so Johnny, but I think you're looking for me. I think you're swinging for the fences on this one, baby. I, I still think she's a robot. She also flipped David and crashed him against the wall because she's really strong. Cause she's a robot, and I think she might not know she's one. Again, I don't. I don't think they mean to tell you either way, but it works better for me that way. So okay, and that's fair it. enough. But I'm trying to figure out what what the motivation would be. For her to be that or for that to be a mystery in the movie. Please just, take a moment to allow this information to sink in. That's excellent. Okay. Um, the other major really moment was, <laughs> and, and we've mentioned it before, the biologist wanting to pet the strange, you know, space <laughs> yeah. worm. I've got a theory on I, that. I thought that was, you know. Well, and, and he. And, no, I'm sorry. You, you just. A space biologist is going to be smarter than that. The uh, the 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 red media guys brought this was one of the questions. But I thought it was valid. It, it was you know with their snarky remarks, they were just like, "Why would a biologist run away when they find an alien head, a dead alien head that's been dead all this time, but yet embrace a a living worm that is obviously alien and stuff?" I mean, you know, with the with the body, you can dissect it and stuff like that. That's right. what biology is. It's examining parts. Yes. You should embrace that. Don't run away from it. You think Quincy would have run away from that? <laughs> no. no, I think this is the the part when you know even fans of the movie can can get into nitpicking and and trying to figure out you know trying to pull it apart and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like John, you know, I, I you know I recognize all of those questions, but those things just don't bother me. Well, now there was some I, I don't necessarily I'm I'm not I'm not swinging the fences like Johnny M on the whole robot thing, but I think it's a question worth asking that uh, did biologist guy. Um, the, this, this 
space goo worm that that ended up um you know killing the guy by ramming itself down his esophagus um it rises out of the water and it looks somewhere between a male appendage and like a cobra yeah basically and it's swaying back and forth like a cobra and cobras are known for i mean they they it's it's almost a and hypnotic thing that they do to animals that they prey on. I've been hypnotized. Yeah, as as they as they kind of sway back and forth. Now it may be just pure fear, or there may be some hypnotic component to it. And I thought, you know, there's some validity, I think, to the fact that maybe he was being slightly hypnotized. And I don't know that. I'm not trying to get militant about it. I can see where you're but going. But I thought that that could have played into it because you're right. I was trying you. You like this movie enough, you're trying to find motivations and explanations to to soothe what you see are uh, you know holes <laughs> in the the in the execution of the movie. Um, let's um let's jump to the end scene with our chest bursting scene. Oh yes, John and I talked a little bit about this, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, but I I think we both thought it was cool to see that. But we also both thought it was pretty unnecessary, and I at least would, if you ever insist on a scene like that, I would have done it a little differently. I I, I agree with you. I don't think we needed to see the alien. I think it would be kind of cool, because there was enough alien architecture to make mm-hmm. that connection. I think it would have been kind of cooler had they, had they not shown that. Yeah. I would have done it this way. If you're going to insist on something like that. You know, and I can, okay, I can accept the way it is because there's 30 years or so time span between this movie and and the first Alien movie. Okay. When what we're familiar with in the the Alien life cycle is the face-hugging, the gestation, and then the chest-bursting. Right. Then that chest-burster changes into the xenomorph. Yeah. Now, in this end scene yeah it goes from the world's sickest tadpole into uh yeah a it, xenomorph. It, it leaves the engineer's body it chest bursts basically fully formed xenomorph okay it bypassed yeah the the uh stereotypical uh it bypassed the the familiar form That's of the right. chest burster yeah. that we're familiar with yes okay now i'm not sure why they chose to do that i think fans of the franchise would have been familiar enough with the chest expanding and a, mm-hmm. a, for lack of a better word, a phallic-looking yes. chest burster come yep. out and then boom, cut the to phone. black. Yeah, She's 17. She's old enough. For it to cut to black, boom. Old enough for what? To handle mature talking like this. Use the, the use of the word phallic, which implies the penis. Oh, I didn't even know that. Hey, you learned something. Okay. <laughs> you learn something every day. Um, I think. Guess what, Dad taught me today. Um, I think the scene. Ashley, we need to have a talk. I think yeah. the scene could have been done. Are you in the bathroom? Yes, I'm peeing. Oh. Uh, were you washing your hands just then? Yeah, oh, I peed without you knowing. Dear God, woman! <laughs> Do you not know how to mute your phone on the Skype program? Hey, that's uh, that's two. No. That's two people. That's two people now on the show who have done that oh uh, on the air. I guess Sage was really on the air. He was on the back porch. Yes, Brad. Um, you know how you have to write the blurb for the article on the website. Yes. 
I got it. Ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brad explains phallic symbol to his daughter as she takes a pee. <laughs> okay, that's it. That and more. <laughs> yeah. I think the scene <laughs> when we talk movies. Too. It was cool I watching it. it out. It was cool watching it. I think the scene should have been done a little differently, but I'm not. I'm not angry about it. I can accept. I know this is off the rails. Oh! I can accept the 30 years of evolution it took for yeah. the chestburster to come out and be familiar the way we we know it. From. Well, but here's here's a, a tidbit to chew on is that um, I could see. Um, that the evolution of these creatures doesn't necessarily take place the exact same way. Um, you know, their evolution might be somewhat dependent on their environment or something okay. like that. Because or the host or the host, yeah. Um, uh, because you're right. Well, it's, I, I, I know it, these it's movies, some kind of evolution. I know, these, I know these movies are out of canon, but when the alien was in Predator, remember what happened when the chestburster came right. out? Right, he looked like a. Predator. Well, in right. Alien, Alien Three, looked like a dog. Thank you, yeah. John. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dog. Okay, proving um, your point. So, yeah, I just kind of think that um, that the evolution uh, doesn't necessarily follow a linear path in every single case. Um, and part of it too is the fact that um, you know you've apparently got these alien, these xenomorphs, uh, xenomorph, uh, xenomorphs to be, I guess, are seated, if not all over the galaxy, they're seated in a number of locations. Um, clearly, they're seated on LV426, well, I think whatever that LV426. is. Thank I you. Think Ooh, I got it right. The xenomorphs, you know, evolve, have evolved from yeah. this black goo. Yeah. And in 30 years' time, you know, somewhere in that interim, a, you know, as as uh, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park says, Ooh, life, life finds, finds a way. way. Thank Good you, Bill. Good quote. Uh, you know, Probably this, one of my favorite Movie quote. Yeah. Life this this happened to the alien xenomorph. You know, it found a way and yeah. it developed into a queen. And that was one of the and things. So so somewhere along the way in those thirty years, a queen developed that that continued the alien life cycle yeah. in the egg form as opposed to needing the black goo. Right. Well I I, I really appreciate the fact that uh, the that you took me to see the movie, so I was able to ask you about that at the end. Got it. Um, uh, because I was trying to figure out, you know, the the whole the whole goo thing. Because um, at the start of the movie, when the engineer lands on what turns out to be Earth, and he well, takes no, the, I'm not convinced that, that's Earth. Um, Ridley Scott has said that. That uh, that is not necessarily Earth. I think that, that is well, that basically is, a planet. is just showing us how the engineers okay. seed a planet with life. All right, it which we can be Earth, but it that. doesn't have to be Earth. Okay, well, for purposes of discussion, uh, we don't know. Uh, I, I kind of sure. figured it was Earth, um, but my uh, uh, so what I thought was odd was that he takes the black goo. And it basically turns him into spores. He bursts into what looks to be a powdery substance, and those spores kind of float down, you know, the waterfall, and they seed, and uh, they get amino acids to combine, and next thing you know, fish have legs, and then we're building right. nuclear bombs. Um, but that's not the way it works in every case. Well, the first time, the first yeah. two times I saw the movie, I assumed... yeah. That the stuff he drank well, was the same black goo that yeah. we saw at the end. 
Now I'm not so sure. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure that it is. It may have looked like it was in a similar container of right. sorts. You know, the top of those vases, as yes. Yannick calls them, the top of the vases come off. And if you turn that upside down, it kind of looked like what the engineer was holding at the beginning of the movie. That same shape of a okay. cup type thing. I'm not convinced that that's the same stuff. Now, Fair enough. It, it kind of had the same effect on the engineer's skin and, and Holloway's skin. Right. You know, that black tattoo-looking yeah, stuff that, that was happening. Kind of had that same look. Maybe it had the same look out of coincidence. Maybe it had the same look because those elements were yeah. similar but not exactly the same. And I, I don't know. I guess we wouldn't. I guess we will never know. I don't what, have the answers. <laughs> we'll never know what would have happened to Holloway if he hadn't gotten burned to a, a cinder. Um, but uh, the well, he was probably, it the engineer he probably would have gone crazy like uh, like the geologist Farf- did. Feifeld. Well, yeah. the the engineer head that um, yeah. that they reanimated right. using their Frankenstein techniques. Yes, uh, he ended up bursting. Did he end up bursting into fluid, or did he end up bursting into again like the spores? No, it was goop. It was like green and it was gray just, goop. Okay, it was just splatter. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, can we talk about space Jesus? I love the theory on space Jesus. Go ahead and and and, ex, and explain explain that. Okay. So, but I, okay. Uh, someone wrote an, an essay which uh, uh, I was reading. Uh, I forgot who sent it to us. It was Jordan from Legion of Dudes. He had sent it. Yeah, it might have been Jordan. And the theory is that um, the engineers created us. and They've been watching us, and they felt that we were um, a good race. You know. But then um, they brought down someone to look over us, i.e. Jesus. They've been calling it Space Jesus. Humans sacrificed him, killed him, crucified him. And that kind of made the engineers mad and decided, you know what? These human guys that we created, they're not worth it. We need to destroy them. So where's this theory from? Uh, Some guy inferring information from... What Prome- uh, he was taking from a lot of different places. Okay, well, part, part of it, it and not part from of it the, was part of it the timeline. The fact the, that the two thousand year yeah, timeline. The engineer was killed two thousand years yeah, ago. This is this is when they when they first find the engineer who was decapitated. They carbon date it. Yeah, and they said he's been here about two thousand years. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I could see I see that. Um, now, of course, the, the, Jesus didn't get decapitated, as far as we know. <laughs> well, there there were That's a bit um, of a hole. You know, there, there's other things, and I kind of I kind of wrote these down. One of them was, you know, Elizabeth Shaw. Remember, she's barren; she can't give right. birth, but she has a virgin birth of sorts. Okay. And on Christmas Day or around Christmas, okay. Because remember, they're on there. That kind of all, you know, that's not a coincidence. Um, the other, and and that creature that she gives birth to ends up saving her because it kills the engineer. Okay. Remember that? Uh, you know, so she gives birth to this thing to actually... So it's possible... It's a so it, it's a subtext. It's there, but it. I'm not saying right off the bat, but it's, right. it's very interesting. I can know? see I can see that. I mean, I obviously didn't get that when I watched it, but I can see the parallels. I can see the... the inf- and that's all those are. They're parallels. Yeah, I can see the inferences uh-huh. that somebody would make off of that. And that does... That does add a, an interesting way of looking at it. Now, this is from a movie.com interview that Ridley Scott did. He's, this is what he says in it. We definitely, uh, the question was, we'd heard that uh, it was scripted that the engineers 
were targeting our planet for destruction because they had crucified one of their representatives and that Jesus Christ might have been an alien. Was this ever considered? Uh, Mr. Scott says, we definitely did. And then we thought a little too, hold on, a window's blocking me. And then we thought it was a little too on the nose. But if you look at it as an our child are misbehaving down their scenario, there are moments where it looks like we've gone out of control, running around with armor and, and swords, mm-hmm. which, of course, would be the Roman Empire. And they were given a good long run, a thousand years before the uh, disintegration actually started to happen. And then he goes on. But you see, he had those inferences at some point, but he if toned there's, it down. If there's a sequel to Prometheus, you know, who knows? Maybe we might... You know, obviously, there's several answers that are still yet to be given, and that's why Shaw goes in search of them. Right. And that's why I'm okay as a viewer with not getting all the answers because our main character didn't get them, and she voices that for me. Yeah. I, I do feel a little bit ripped off is too strong a term, but I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the filmmakers in that they gave us, they didn't even really give us a clue to go on. Walking out of the theater, Unless someone expresses this whole space Jesus uh, theory to you, you have no clue, no motivation, no idea why the engineers did what they did. Why did you create life? Why did you create earthlings and then capriciously decide to destroy them as far as we know? I mean, Shaw voices that. That's why she gives up going back to Earth. She tells David... I don't want to go back to Earth. Right. I want to find answers. I want to go where these engineers are from. And for her, that makes perfect sense because she was nutty enough to go on this expedition in the first place. Well, Um, and and Holloway, you know, that was he was totally bummed out that there were no uh, that the engineers were dead. So he couldn't talk to them. Yeah. Well, which which, again, is one of those little freak out moments. They just realized that there is life on other planets. Yeah. And he's sulking. And that's probably the <laughs> that's probably the, the one part of the movie that bothered me the most. The one concept of the movie that, that really that really just kind of said, You sons of guns, don't do this to us was when they find the one engineer and they wake him up and not that I was expecting, oh, here's some exposition, here's the answer to everything. You know, do you have your notepad out? No, <laughs> I'm not looking for that. But I am looking for some kind of conversation. Um, the engineer wakes up and basically it just turns into a monster movie at that point. You know, it's just roar and hit and kill and smash. You know, basically he, he was the Hulk. Um, there, there was no hint of higher intelligence, which he clearly has to have. Um, there was, you know, it just communication of any type. If he had just opened his mouth and said, wabu, 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 wabu. And you realized you couldn't communicate with him. At least that'd be something. But to just wake up and immediately, you know, his eyes go red metaphorically. He sees blood and he's angry and he doesn't even try to commute. You know, not even so much as to say, I'm going to kill your butts now because uh, we we you know, we thought we killed you 2000 years ago or whatever. You know, some communication from the engineer would have been in order in the movie. Whatever that communication might have been is almost irrelevant. I mean, unless you're going to answer the big questions, which we didn't expect. That didn't bother me because if you think about what they were trying to do, they're trying to complete a mission, right? The engineers. And so if your mission is to kill humans, you wake up and you're surrounded by humans. Yeah. 
I I ain't gonna be talking to you. I'm gonna be beating you up. And you do know? we? And and so I, I th- that motivation did not bother me. Well, but to okay, but just basically, the engineer could have been a brainless clod. You know, the you know there could have been some explanation. It's like maybe his brain was damaged by you know uh, three hundred years of hypersleep, or you know, I don't know how they would have determined that. Although. Um, uh, Southern Idris Elba somehow deduced with almost no evidence that where they were was basically a military uh, base, uh, a military outpost, and you know instead of being you know the home because clearly they thought we're going to go to the home world of the engineers. You know it's going to be you know rose petals and and tearful reunions, and we're going to get the answers. We're going to get to go hang out in their library and figure out what's going on. And you land, and that was another thing I didn't understand was uh, why did because the cave paintings and stuff were what like thirty thousand years old, or, or they were. I, I try to remember if there was an actual carbon yeah, date the or ones something they on found, those. The, the ones they found in Scotland were like thirty something. Okay, um, so these happened. Um, they put these cave paintings there, and I guess timeline wise, it makes a little bit of sense that they put these cave paintings saying, "Hey, come find us." And then 35,000 years after that, uh, humans disappoint them greatly by killing their engineer. Um, I think it's interesting, though, that, that okay, so humans, you know, a, a race of beings kills an alien, kills one alien, and so you go scrap the whole thing. You know, yeah, the, these engineers don't... Jesus theory. I don't think well, there's any real backing that that's why. I think Yeah, it, that's... Like Brad said, I think Shaw voiced that she doesn't know why, and she wants to find out why they wanted to get rid of us. The, those are spinning wheels. That whole that whole space Jesus thing. I did, I don't think that was ever really inferred. That was just someone really digging into the minutia of the movie and coming up with that. I saw another another video today. Uh, somebody on our Dennis on our board put up a pre-show threat discussion thread mm-hmm. on the movie, and. Uh, I can't remember who it is, and I, I, I apologize. Uh, but they threw up a link to a video of. Uh, he said something like, "I think this video describes the the problems with this movie, pretty much exactly." And it was uh, four people sitting in a car after the movie, and they go, "You know, we, the four of us, like this movie, um, but we'd heard a lot of people complaining about it, and so we all decided to go back and see it a second time." And uh, I think I understand why people are disappointed in this movie. And one guy says um, something to the effect of, you know, there's one scene when Vickers was saying this and sentence, and she ended one of her sentences in a preposition. Ooh. Now, you're Ridley Scott, and you're going to, you're going to, you know, you're a master of your craft, and you're going to let something like that in a script slide. <laughs> no, that just really ruined that moment Ooh, for me. And then another no. guy said something like, um, you know, David was trying to mimic uh, Peter O'Toole in the Lawrence of Arabia movie, and you know, and I get that and stuff, but his hair was like a quarter of an inch too long, you know, and so they were just they were specifically that's awesome picking out just ridiculous things to complain about. By which, the w- yes. which I think I think a lot of people have picked out ridiculous things to complain about, but I I mean I get it, I understand why. Yes, you know that. People, a lot of people, regardless of the fact that we were told by the producers, this is not an alien prequel. 
went in expecting an Alien prequel. I know I did. And that's why I forced myself to turn that off. Okay. Um, that, by the I way... Mean, I mean, no, wait, no. I, I just have to say, you know, that's like coming to Grandma's house. You're smelling fried chicken. You can hear it cooking. But she's going, you know what? We're not going to have fried chicken tonight. It's, but, 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 it's but Grandma, liver. I see. I understood I what they were trying to to say yeah all, all the, uh, it, it, it's the same universe if they That's had all said saying. it's just the same universe if they had said this is an alien prequel all of us would have gone in with preconceived notions about yeah. face huggers and alien xenomorphs and chest bursters and all this stuff and we didn't get that but in the loosest sense of the word it was a alien prequel yeah well it, it would be okay to say look this is in the Alien universe. It's going to kind of set things up. It's not really a prequel because the story's not about Ripley and Wayland yutani and, and the company and all that. But it's in the universe, so if you like it, go have a good time with it. And I guess maybe that would not have fanned the flames of fanboy discussion as much as what they did did. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, the good, strong human that, uh, that, that posted that link on the uh, thread was uh, Red Right 88. Yes, thank you. And I'm not sure who Red Right 88 is. Uh, he is a Padawan. Yeah, I can't uh, remember. Although um, he's got about 468 more posts than I do. So I can't remember his real name. Uh, his av- one last thing. His avatar is Sylvester McCoy, uh, one of the greatest of all Doctor Who's. <laughs> so <laughs> Sylvester McCoy. John, is there, any, rules. is there anything else you want to say about this movie? I mean, I could go on and on for another two hours, but. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good. I'm I'm very happy that uh, I enjoyed it as much as I did, because um, I felt kind of sad about the, all the people that didn't enjoy it as much because it was kind of a it was kind of a big deal. I mean, this was a big movie and, and it did make a lot of money, even though Madagascar three beat it, <laughs> but wow. uh, it still made fifty mil the opening weekend, and I think Madagascar made like sixty five or and, something. And uh, Johnny, the only reason is that uh, uh, Prometheus was rated R. Oh right, and, and I'm, take I'm glad that it was. Yeah. I mean, I maybe yeah. I will add this: the okay, the well, reanimation yeah. of the head and the removal of the alien, the abdominal surgery. Those were great, squirmy, like horror <laughs> movie parts. I I really enjoyed those. So I'm glad it stayed R. So uh, why? I'm wondering why that was radar. I mean, these days you see worse in PG-13. Graphic enough to be R. It did, it did not uh, probably, feel... Probably some death... Uh, uh, what was the language like? I it, don't recall. No, there, wasn't, there wasn't much language. Um, there was a GD or two. Yeah, but... No, there was I, one F word. Okay. I didn't hear that. Um, I mean, but, I don't remember any language, but I absolutely you know, believe that there was. Um, not, not having kids and not being as, as sensitive to you guys are as that is... That, stuff like that goes over my head. Like, I don't... It doesn't... I don't even hear it sometimes because... You know, I don't have kids. I'm not thinking through my kids. Oh, they can't hear this and stuff like that. So I, I miss that kind of stuff. And, and Johnny's got some young ones, too. So I'm sure you look at it in a different way. Hey, John, we have learned a little bit about the Blu-ray release, right? Don't Didn't we get some information about that recently? Yeah, there's going to be like 20 minutes to a half an hour tacked on to oh, the film. Nice. Really? To... Ridley Scott has said that uh, the theatrical version is his director's cut. He's very happy with it. He didn't take anything out so it wouldn't be rated R, and, and that's the running time that he wanted, and et cetera. But there's going to be an extended cut on the Blu-ray where he's going to 
stitched together things that did get left out. And there's going to be additional footage that he doesn't want included in the cut. But he knows that fans like to see, like, everything that got left on the floor. And So will it, will and it just like be, that. like, additional stuff but yeah. not edited in? Right. Oh, wait, exactly. so... It sounds gonna... like it's going to be theatrical, extended. Oh, okay, okay. I teams on the side. I am very looking. I am looking forward to uh, the commentary on that it, because that's going to be fascinating. You know, I do not own a 3D television, but I'm pretty sure that I'm going to buy the 3D Blu-ray combo pack of this because, like I said, this was the best 3D. I've seen of a live action. Now I have not seen Avatar. I don't know that okay. I would consider Avatar live action because it's so full of CG. It was work. pretty live action. Oh, I I I realize it is, and, yeah. and I would say that it is. But, but I know what you mean. But I have I have not seen 3D used uh, as effectively, in my opinion, as I before uh, in this movie. Yeah. So I will probably get the 3D Blu-ray set. Just in case one day I'm at, I'm at a guy's house that's got a 3D TV, or maybe I get one, I win one on a radio station or something. This would be something I would. I, in the four times I saw it, I saw it in twice, in 3D twice. Okay. And uh, and in regular uh, 2D. Wait a minute. I beg your pardon. I saw it in 3D three out of four times. Okay. And I paid full price. On three of the, I played, I played, I paid adult evening 3D price three out of those four times. Wow. And uh, like 80 bucks seeing this movie. So. Did you have a hard yeah. time watching the 2D? No, no, it worked just fine okay. in 2D. And that's why I said it's not necessary, but it just added another layer. Yeah. I saw it in 3D the very first time. Okay. I saw it in 2D the second time. Oh, okay. All and right. then the, the third and fourth viewings were 3D. Good. And that it just happened to work out that way, so, but um, I enjoyed it, and I'm. It looks like uh, now I, I'm looking on Amazon. I, Amazon. I don't have a release date for this. I don't. It, they don't show a release date for it. Okay. So yeah, the um, there's there's some stuff out there on this this interwebs thing, and um, I think you were mentioning this, but I'm still the 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 most confusing thing to me is is the whole motivation behind the black goop, not. Not why, but what does it do? And it says here, um, the black goop purportedly reacts to the intent of whoever's nearby, which I think is, I kind of, I kind of call a little bit of BS on that, but uh, I'm willing to consider it. When the person is good like the engineer, the black goop kills them and turns them into life juice. If they're bad like humans, it turns into xenomorphs and kills them. Well, here's another worm with no... No motivations. Other it than turns survival. them into a face hugger, mm-hmm. or a, it turns yeah. them into a it turns them into a mouth stabber. I guess. I was thinking along I, along those lines, more evidence that Charlize Theron is mm-hmm. human, and and David, you know, or I guess I should say more evidence that yeah that she's human because she shows emotion. And David doesn't have emotion. That's why when he puts the black stuff on his yeah on his finger, and and uh, and he says big things have small beginnings. You know, yeah. he's looking at it. It's not doing a thing to him because there's no emotion. There's no intent. It can't sense any intent in this android because he has no emotions. Okay, that's thank you for bringing that up. I also had no earthly idea why he did that to the jock. Um, what I, I assumed 
that, well, I need to start incubating xenomorphs to take them back because my programming says the company wants them on Earth. And so we've got to start incubating these xenomorphs inside people's bodies and then, I don't know, we'll freeze well, them I or mean, whatever okay, and take okay. them back. He, uh, uh, but go, but apparently that, he had no motivation. It was just literally, let's see what happens. I think and, that's what it is. Well, let's see what happens. That's not good enough for me. I mean, I, unless I need to know that Ridley Scott and Damon Lindelof made that decision on purpose. You know, that there's a reason why they said, let's, I just want to see what happens. Now, that's one of the things I did have a hard time reconciling, and I still haven't gotten over. Brad, what do you think? Does that have something to do with the phone call that David is on, and Vickers kind of catches him and starts screaming at him, what did he say, what did he say? Yeah, I think yeah. I think he's talking to, um, he's talk, um, we know, well, we don't know, it's never, yeah, we do, I, they never say his name. It's inferred that. Obviously, who else could he be talking to? I've right, said, it, I've, I've started it, it, this sentence like five different ways. But, He's talking to Wayland. Okay. Would, but wouldn't he still be asleep? He's talking to him through the dream machine. He, maybe oh. he's hibernating. Maybe he's maybe he's already awake and he's and he's just staying in the in the tube right. until the time is right. I, I read somewhere and I didn't pick this up and again I only saw it once, but I read somewhere that you could extrapolate from the phone call that David's telling Wayland there's nobody down there. The engineers are all dead. Because remember, after the first visit, they think they're all dead, and it's another tomb that they found, and they, they right. mentioned it. So now Wayland is sort of scrambling, like, what do you mean that's it? You know, let's jumpstart this. Like, get this goo in somebody, and let's see what happens. I can, I can, uh, I can roll with that. But just the idea that let's just let's just see what this does. Well, we know is a drag. We know that that David is programmed by Wayland because he doesn't deny it when Shaw says, "What happens when Wayland's not around to program you anymore?" Yeah. David says, "I guess I'll be free then." You know, I'm. I think David would have said, "I'm haven't been programmed by Wayland." If he wasn't. But the fact that he didn't deny it means well, he was. He had he had already been programmed by Wayland, so he already had his programming. And at that point, a creature who clearly has the ability to experience some kind of emotion, or at least has really uh, complex algorithms to mimic it, is probably going to go somewhere and exceed his programming. And I'm totally stinking lost because I've got you... Hey, he loves you. You're a dad you first and foremost, <laughs> brother. I'm sorry, Brometheus. You're I dad. kept feeling. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, play with the child. No, you no, go, you John. Go. He's he's off doing dad stuff. I have two things that I that I don't want to forget. Um, I kept feeling that I was missing a connection between like David and what the engineers had with humans, like. The engineers hated humans and wanted to destroy them, and maybe David was trying to show that he was better than humans, or if the humans was were gone, then he could be free. There was some kind of thread there that I felt like I was missing with David connecting with the whole engineer. Well, if well, let's think this through. I now, never felt that. The, I mean, the engineers created humans. The humans created David. Is there a right. relationship it, it, between David and, and and so how can that fit? How can that relationship? Dang it. I'm just you know, I'm like just walking humans, through. It. What did I miss? <laughs> yeah, 
the humans treat David like crap, and the humans are the ones that screwed up, so they're getting destroyed. Like, I felt like there was some other story there. That and he, my enemy. I, I never got the impression that they treated him like crap. I didn't they either. just They just kind of... They just I mean, dicked, Holloway talks down just, to him. They just kind of jerked. They just kind of jerked his chain a bunch. I mean, I never got the impression that Holloway hated him. Holloway was just Holloway knew that he didn't have feelings get hurt, so he could kind of say whatever he wanted. I, I didn't get the impression just, that he was being hateful. He was being spiteful. Right, it's just bigotry. It's, it's still bigotry, is all it is. It, 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 it it's almost bigotry along the lines of like towards an animal. Well, you know, the, that animal has some type of emotional connection, whether it's real or not, or depending on how you want to interpret it. And but, I don't you know if you treat it poorly, you know, how do you treat other things? You know, I don't even think it was a slam dunk that it was bigotry. I, I think that it could have been just them just screwing with him. Wait, what's you know? bigotry? Bigotry is, is hatred of one race towards another race simply because they're different. So cool. racism? Yeah. yeah I mean, ra- racism is a, an offshoot of uh, bigotry or can be. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, or, like or I'm bigoted towards cats. I'll admit it. Right. You're a cat bigot. I am a cat bigot. Pull that drop. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> like Japanese people. So, you know. Oh, I'm wow. Gonna, I'm going to pull that one for sure. <laughs> good thing you got the uh, the European trip and not the pack trip, huh, brother? Yeah. You know. <laughs> John, people, I think, I think a lot of it also boils down to people. I, I love Nazis, though. Nazis, <laughs> Nazis are fine. Are great uniforms. <laughs> Just give me away. There's a lot of good drops here. I think, John, Jeez. things that make people uncomfortable make them so uncomfortable that they that they react in ways they probably shouldn't. You know. Yeah. You know, if I knew that that Bill was a robot, first off. It would explain everything. Don't think but, you know everything. But it would start to freak me out, probably. You know, you, you make fun, you defend yourself against things you don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. Or or you feel, because in a lot of ways, Dave is superior to humans. You know, I mean, he he's absolutely he's absolutely superior. He doesn't have to, to breathe. Right. You know, he can work 24 seven. He's definitely he can compute better than you. Well, that doesn't make him superior. That just makes him more efficient. We well, we tear down what makes us feel insignificant. That's we will get Brad. old and die. David, unless he gets hit by a train or his head gets ripped off. He well, ain't dying. Th- he can uh, he can just he can back himself up in another body. Yeah. And I mean, essentially, he's almost like a, an android. Is yeah. In some ways, like a god, in that he can just move to another. Well, you know, and I don't think always exist. I don't think any of us around the table are going to get to uh, uh, take advantage of this. But I'm pretty convinced that that by the time you know, the, by the end of the century, we'll be able to do that same thing too, because it's basically just a matter of do you have enough storage? You know, it's 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 going to happen. It's going to happen in the next fifty years or so that. Uh, that uh, a human will be able to download themselves into something too. Yeah, I would. I mean, that's for the futurists to figure out. But I do not see it impossible in a hundred years. No. I would not say. I, so, I do not. Hey, by that token, that by that token, I mean you know everybody in the movie could have been a synthetic human. What do you think? I just that? googled. About <laughs> <laughs> swinging for the fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I'm trying uh, to help you out, John. 
I think it was a dream. Maybe. Maybe the whole thing was a dream. I just Googled how many... I think Patrick Duffy is going to wake up and step out of the shower and... I just Googled how many gigabytes of information is in the human brain. Yeah. And uh, one answer I found here was... uh, Wait, I've got to guess. Um, Three petabytes. uh, 1,000 terabytes. Um, that's okay, that, not even a petabyte. That, that's a petabyte. That's that a, is that is one petabyte. Yeah, that's kind of unimpressive. <laughs> Dang, well, I, I way overestimated. Anyways. Mine is in a flash drive on my keychain. <laughs> nice. Okay, so I'm gonna guess it's a what Darth Vader, uh, Darth Vader stick, something like that. <laughs> you know, I like I said, Johnny I could Blaze go on Ghost and Rider. on and talking about this, and I'm sure once we're done talking, I'll think of six things I wanted to bring up. Yes, but. You know, we're let's see, we're approaching the hour and forty-five minute mark on right. our recording. As, as is our want, we we've Ooh. done a very poor job of going through this in a linear fashion. So, uh, um, was there uh, anything specific? Any scenes you guys dug or that creeped you out? Or I thought that the surgery scene was very well done. The uh, inside the uh, you know the monster coming out of her tummy. Yeah. Uh, you know she there she is. She's trapped. She's cut open. This thing is being pulled out of her. She's freaking out. I was pretty dang impressive. I was wigging out that whole time. Yeah, that was a that was for me great, creepy, scary Ridley Scott scene. Yeah. Oh, I I just re- remembered that when the face hugger thing finally got a hold of the engineer and inserted, you know, his fleshiness into the engineer's throat. Okay, and it it fell. They fell to the ground, and it surrounded the engineer and kind of settled in. Yeah, there's a shot from above and behind. Yeah, where, where you see the ridges on the back of the big face hugger, which are virtually identical. I remember that to now. the ridges on the back of the face huggers we know and love from the original movies. Okay, so that was just more evidence to me that that was just an earlier version of what we what we right. come to know as the face hugger. I thought that was a nice touch. See, I'm uh, I'm going to do this really quick, I promise. Early on, when they go into the giant headroom, right, and you see all of the jugs, I'll call them jugs, vases lined up, and they're all they're stacked up against the walls, and there's just thousands of them, right? The first thing that came to my mind was, all right, these guys are mad scientists, and they have a million different variations of hmm. whatever they make. Oh, that's cool. So instead of the thing at the end being maybe something that hasn't evolved into the xenomorph yet, I just kind of took it as it's something a little different. And the snake cobra thing is just something that's a little different. And these face huggers are close. They're not exactly what we know, but that's what these guys do. They experiment. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's a well, great way to look at it. Explain like why the thing gestated faster, or why it didn't have the tongue mouth. It had like a whole second kind of jaw. Um, you know, I don't know, but that just the way I perceived that early scene really helped explain a lot of the stuff after that. Well, now again, Frank, uh, was it you that was uh, speculating that? Uh, um, the black goo kind of affected whatever life it came in contact with, like the the little the little floor maggots yeah. that were that were in the uh, the the pod chamber, the the vase chamber. Uh, they're what changed into the the cobra snake worm right, right, thing, right, right. and you know. So it makes me wonder what 
the same substance gets into a person and it apparently gestates into a xenomorph. And I was trying to figure out that relationship there. You know, what is it? Is it affecting something inside the body and evolving it into a xenomorph? Or is it literally, uh, is it a little xenomorph zygote that's being implanted into the body? And if so, why isn't it doing that to the little worm? Why well, is it apparently just evolving the worm to some state? And the xenomorph came from so confusing. Came from being implanted by the big squid-like yeah. face hugger. Yeah, that okay. had the similar ridges on the back that okay. we were mentioning. All right. I mean, if you if you follow your yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I mean, can buy that. Yeah, I think that's some of those. those Ashley, some issues. is there anything else you want to say about the movie or? Yeah, I have a question. Actually. Yes. Um, after Shaw and the other lady figure out that um, the engineer and the human's DNA are the same and that we came from them and everything, and she's in her room and um, Holloway came in with the rose and was like, I had this rose in for you, blah, 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 blah. And then she showed them, showed him the DNA match and they were talking about creating life. And then he was like, well, that if they can do this, then anyone can create life. And she was like, well, I can't create life. What does that say about me? Am I the only one who heard that? No, oh, no, yeah, absolutely. That's, okay. that's, that's, and then, that was my virgin birth theory because she can't, she can't give birth. We know that. She's barren. But well, yet she still manages alien, to give it was whatever's birth. inside of her. Yeah. It was also just kind of a, a cheap line, too. It was, it was, that was one of the, the eye-rolling moments of the movie for me because it's like, you know, Clearly, they're not talking about this on an individual scale. They're talking about this on, like, a racial scale. Yeah. It's like humans, in general, can create life if the engineers can create life. They're not saying that every single human can literally create life. You know, she, right. was, just, she was just being bitter. Very understandable. And that's what Holloway said. He's yeah. like, I w- that's not what I meant. You right. Know, I wasn't trying to talk about you yeah. specifically. Yes, that, that's yes. just a sensitive girl where it's yeah. just, you know, like you say something like... like um, did you know oh, this, this, like you this, this meat's kind of fatty? Yeah. You know, or are you saying I'm fat? Does oh, this baby no, no. does this baby like make me look fat? <laughs> Did you notice Shaw cried a lot? No. She was tearing up a lot. Okay. Why she am was, I in this movie? She was misty. John said something a minute ago. I stepped on. What'd you say, John? Oh, you said, "Does this baby make me look fat?" And I said, "No, your face does." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Ouch. Wow. John, it was any, much funnier the first time, but any other yeah. comments? I love you guys. Oh, love you too, John. Hey, um, I wanted to read an email John wrote in our Prometheus email thread. Yes, I deny writing any email. No, I've got it. Hmm. I'll screenshot it if I have to. <laughs> um, after some back and forth about who liked it and why we didn't like it and whatnot, John writes this. He says, this happens all the time. Here are the reactions of each HHWLOD <laughs> member to the much-anticipated and extremely, extremely hyped insert blockbuster movie here. Russ says, I loved it. Jordan says, it was okay, but not great. Here are the plot holes. Jim says, it ripped off movie X, comic book Y, and novel Z. Brad responds, A, I can't understand why you hated it, because I loved it. Brad responds, B. I can't understand why you loved it because I hated it. Ken, opposite response of Brad. Frank, it was fun but dumb. 2.5 reverse flashes. John, I loved it but did not see it in 3D and can't remember what happened in it. 
<laughs> Bill, I didn't pay for my ticket, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> That, uh, that, that John, was, in all honesty, I think we're going to say the same thing. Yeah. Genius. That's genius, and it's a, it's it's 99.9% accurate. Yeah. Great writing. Yeah. That was, that's incredible, John. I laughed so hard when I read that. I was, I was pretty much like, dang! And, you know, I've tried to, to get away from speaking negative about everything in life, but, but you know, a lot of it, I, I try to be... I've tried to do that in the the geeky areas of my life. You know, I tried not to dog a movie. You know, when I recently saw a trailer uh, for a movie that looked interesting until I found out who the director was. And then all of a sudden I wasn't interested anymore. And I thought... What was the movie? I'm not going to even say. You know, that's part of it. That's not even fair for me to do that, you know. Just because it's a director I didn't care for at one point. You know, so I've tried to move away from from that kind of generalizations. Okay. You know, of things, but nonetheless, your your email could not have been more accurate. So, even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. Hey, 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 hey. congratulations! Find that nut. All right, um, we're approaching two hours, so we're going to say goodbye to John and Ashley. Uh, but before they go, let's yes. just talk about this uh, summer movies. You know, we're theoretically almost halfway through the summer. What's the next big movie we're all excited about? Like, it's got to be it's, Dark Knight. It's got to be the Dark Knight. Spider-Man. Let me check my countdown. <laughs> Ashley has an app on her phone where she's counting down movies that she wants to see. Oh, how cool! Yeah. Um, now there are other movies I want to see, but that's the one that I'm like. I'm very excited about Dark Knight. This movie. Dark Knight. I wish I was excited about it. I, I I look forward to seeing it, but I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting. Are you expecting to be disappointed? I'm expecting a three to a three and a half reverse flashes out of hmm. five out of the Dark Knight, and I'm hoping for better. John, what about you? Expendables two. <laughs> yeah, you know oh what? Oh my gosh! I that's just my thing, man. It's up my alley. It's Schwarzenegger and and uh, I'm back. Yeah. And Bruce Willis is going to be in it, and Jet Li again. Chuck and, uh, Norris. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. All right. Thor's brother. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the first one. I thought it was nothing but good fun. And so this one looks fun, too. Yeah. I, hey, I got a man crush on Jason Statham. I'm it, not afraid to oh, admit it. Is, yeah. um, isn't, was John claude Van Damme in it? Or? Not the first one, but he's in the second one. Okay, but they asked him, and he refused for the first one, right? Wasn't I don't that know. The, I, I don't seem know. to remember that. And, and Seagal, I think, won't do them. Oh, no, Seagal was in the first one? No, no, I don't no. think he was in the Seagal first one. In, uh, no, he's in uh, Machete. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he, he won't do The Expendables, but he'll he'll hang out with Robert Rodriguez, huh? So you're not excited about Batman, uh, John? No, I, I, I totally am. Okay. I just, uh, I, I, I don't know. Bane worries me, but I'm going in hoping that it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to go in excited like I did. You know, I was excited to see Prometheus. You know, I just didn't get, you know, after I saw it, it was just like, mm. So, I mean, we'll see. I'm excited about Batman. I'm going to go see it. We'll, we'll just kind of wait and see. I bet, I bet you I give it two and a half out of stars. Ashley, nice. are you looking forward to the last, uh, uh, shoot, what's a glitter vampire movie? What is that? Oh, yeah. Hmm? Abraham okay. Lincoln? No. Um, I went to the. What the heck is that movie? Twilight. Twilight. Thank you. I went to Lincoln. the. I've never read, seen any of that big franchise because I really didn't care whatsoever. Twilight. But Good I for went. You. But I went to um, my friend and I were going to go see the the marathon. My theater was doing a marathon where they showed Twilight 
and then new moon and then eclipse and then the part one of breaking um, dawn breaking dawn yeah and i got there and my friend ditched me so that's what started my whole movie alone thing so i watched 11 hours of that movie (laughs) by myself now wait when you say she ditched you you walked into the theater together and then boom or no she showed up she showed up 30 minutes after me with another group of people. Oh, oh that's not but, that's not right. That's not cool. But whatever, it's it's whatever. Um, so I watched those four movies for 11 hours by myself. That was the first exposure I've had to any of that franchise. And I realized that if I had just waited one more year, I could have seen the entire story because the part 2 came out. So I have to I had to wait a year. <laughs> to just finish the rest of the story. So yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So uh so what do you like about it? I mean, is it is it the obviously there's I mean, is it the romance? Is it the love story? Is Oh, it, I don't know. Is it the genre, just the vampires and No, I mean, it's just it's just another f- fiction movie that's halfway entertaining. I mean, it's not vampires necessarily. It's just um like something that couldn't happen, so it's fun to like yeah. watch and put myself in and stuff okay. like that. Um, what about the actors? Do you find them attractive? Like, uh, do you go because they're handsome? Don't, don't ask her that question. <laughs> she's a no. she's a teenager. Our pats. You think our pats is all that? Mm-mm, mm-mm, no. What about Taylor Hotner? Not at all. Not Hotner. Now I got a oh, more so than Robert Pattinson. Okay. Yes, I mean I I I I mean to John. What about you? You think Taylor Hotner's hot? Lautner <laughs> needs a nose job. Uh, they they look like pretty girls, most of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. there's a guy in my class, or was in my class. Um, okay, well, a guy I graduated with who looks exactly <laughs> like him. It's really creepy. Um, now, for saying that the movie is just okay entertainment, I mean to sit through eleven hours—that's kind of a well. I mean, I mean obviously you saw something more in there. Well, in Frank, you well, gotta you gotta watch the whole story. Yeah, yeah, it was, and I saw the four out of the five parts of the story back to back to back. So it's not like I had time to digest it in between, like each story. There were like thirty minutes in between the movies that I had to. Go it's just like watching a six-hour movie. Yeah, but I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not going to commit that much time to something that I feel, eh, I, you know, I'm kind of interested in. Well, it was it. I wasn't bored. Like I'd go see him again, or go sit in my living room right now and watch him. They were they were fun. Okay, so you had fun with it. Yeah. Right. All right, John. Yes. What's coming up next on the the uh, the uh, Legion of Dudes? Well, like you said, this will air after 200? Yeah, the day after. Right. We have nothing planned actually, after that, so I have no idea. Actually, it will air after the recording of episode 200. But as people are listening to this the day it's published, your episode 200 will not have been published yet. However, it will be too late to participate in calling in. Right. Okay. So 200 is next. Awesome. And then after that, we may just... Pull the plug. I don't know. We, we haven't. Uh, no, I shouldn't say that. The boys are doing a fantastic job. I've totally been slacking. They are still banging out those uh, heavy commentaries on different books and stuff, and, and they really do a great job. But uh, I, I 
hang around more for the BS stuff like uh, like this. Yeah. Hey, so what Bright, was uh, shiny? Was uh, was episode one ninety nine of Legion of Dudes any good? Oh, that was that really long winded one about the. Uh, no, I of course it was good, Bill. You were our special guest. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, this is going to take a long time, so you may want to get some snacks. I thought I uh, uh, had some decent contribution to it. I am going to bail on you guys and okay. let my dog out. But thanks for having me, as always. And Bill, happy anniversary. And Ashley, best of luck. And Thank happy you. Graduation. Thank you. And uh, Brad and Frank, I will bother you soon. Okay. Hey, I look, I look forward to Take filibustering you guys for episode 200. Sounds good, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> nice. Ashley? Yeah? We'll say goodbye to you now, too, okay? Okay, bye. Thank you for joining us. And learn how yep. to use the mute button. Love you. For goodness sake. Sorry. I looked for it. I really did. And I tried to hold the phone Ashley, like, as far away as possible. You can Don't always put the Say, I'll be back. Put the phone down. Goo. Don't apologize, Ashley. But then You're I the would goods. miss the conversation. Thank you. Exactly yeah, right. well, we would miss what you did. So consider that. <laughs> Go to bed. Bye, Ashley. Bye. Love you. Good night, lady. Okay. All that right. Was fun. So it's just us again. Good times. All right. So to recap, coming up on June the 23rd, Saturday evening, 6 p.m. Uh, Central Daylight Time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast, 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Yes. Please call and participate in our... 275th episode yes there is no topic because frank will be out of town i will be in germany we may call frank's phone it'll be about one or two in the morning there yep so you might want to put it on I, actually silent my, my does, phone does frank have a does world not phone? Have a sim card on it because i'm with sprint my phone i'm not gonna have a phone my phone did I, not work in turkey mm-hmm. however what i learned was that in the hotel mm-hmm. or anywhere I could get a Wi-Fi signal, in the I hotel. could use Skype on my Skype phone. On I could use Skype on my phone yeah. to make calls. Oh, wonderful. So okay. I spoke to my family via Skype when I was in Turkey. You can do the same thing as long as you got a Wi-Fi signal. Good to know. Okay. Yeah, I should have Wi-Fi Apple. I have never had a phone with a SIM card in it. Ever. I have not. Because we're, we're a Sprint. Yeah. Well, I'm with Verizon. Oh, I don't know about Verizon. I've never had a card. Never had a SIM card. Don't does, want one. Does Verizon have SIM cards? I don't know. I know AT and T does. I mean, I mean, uh, I could have bought this if this had a SIM slot. I could have. Uh, I've been waiting. Just bought a card and when I went to Europe. And just I've been waiting for Bill okay. to say something, uh, quote unquote, funny, like and kind of fail at being funny, so I could play this one drop. I've had this drop queued up, and and so you've let me down. Are you standing by? Yeah, I've got it right now. Um, so uh, do you guys like? Um, well, do you guys like rashes? No. No. You gonna follow up with that? Me neither. I'm. 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 I'm in pain. Just say something. I'm I'm sorry. Is that funny? Are you? Are you stand-up comic? Is that what you do now? (laughs) Sorry, I stepped on him. That's okay. Uh, I was gonna say, say something and fail at it. mm -hmm. All right. uh, That airline. I'm I'm sorry. Is that funny? Are you? Are you stand-up comic? Is that what you do now? Do you know? You can recognize that that voice. That airline food. Am I right? Do you recognize that voice? Jeremy Piven. Oh, I'm a fan of Jeremy Piven. Please take a moment to allow this information to sink in. That's Jeremy Piven also. What movie? Old school. Okay. Here's another one.
Frank? <laughs> Don't even start with me, Franklin. Vince Vaughn. Don't even start with me, Franklin. I've been watching Old School lately because it's so good, and I got, a, I really? got several good drops. This thing was your idea, and you convinced me to do it, and now people's lives are ruined. So I could be said about the show. Yes, that was me. That's me talking to Frank. Did you do that through your computer? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to ask you how after the movie's over. Okay. Right. Just when I saw the movie, I mean our episode. Yeah. I well, record that audio. My Windows, my computer. I don't know if it's Windows Seven. I don't know sixty-four bit. I don't know what it is, but I have Windows Seven sixty-four bit. Yeah. Well, I'll have to ask you because audio. I I've tried to record off say YouTube or whatever. Yeah sounds garbled and hollow I'll, I'll show you how to do it thank you okay i would appreciate that all right thank you guys for participating yeah and listening uh, let's promote that live show one more time saturday june 23rd 7 p.m eastern 6 p.m central 972-798-3830 call and tell us why half our waste is great what's that number 972-798-3830 no topic whatever it's a free-for-all mm-hmm no job too small. Yeah. Or large. Daddy. All right. Hey. And, oh, and tweet it to your friends. Tell everyone. Yeah. Because this is kind of last second. Yeah. If you, need, uh, if you need love advice or something, I'm sorry Frank's not here. No topic. We'll do anything. Actually, anything. Before, before we go, quick question. Do you as a household leave your butter out all the time or refrigerate it? <clears throat> uh, we're not going to say what's right or wrong. But we just want to know. Discuss. Oh, I'll say what's wrong. <laughs> no one's died, so it must not be yeah. that bad. Nobody's, nobody's got to be up yet. Yeah. Look, it, it's, it's got to be real butter, though. Okay? Nobody's okay. thrown up Real yet. butter. Thanks for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. It's great to be back, guys. And I'm going to miss you next week. Wow, um, that was a whirlwind, too, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Be sure to check us next week. Bye-bye. How's that? Keep it short. <laughs>